BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. You know those things you are too embarrassed to talk about when it comes to dating? Like when to say I love you, how to define the relationship. Well, We Met at Acme touches upon all of those subjects and more, and we get right into it with our guests and talk about their dating lives and also what not to do when it comes to dating because we're all kind of confused together. So you can tune in every Sunday to We Met at Acme and maybe you can learn a thing or two while I learn a thing or two. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. Hello, Sophie Stanbury. So welcome to my new podcast, Divorce Not Dead. And who else better to have on the show than my ex sister in law? <laughs> oh, well, thanks for having me today. I think it's a great topic. I think we all need to share our own personal experiences because it might be a help to someone else going through the same thing. So, well done you for bringing it up and delighted to be on your body. On my body? On your poddy. Oh. Okay, so British. So we haven't actually told anyone, Sophie, what the topic is. So. <laughs> <laughs> the topic today, everybody, for those of you that actually care, it's co-parenting and the journey and the challenges, the journey, the obstacles and getting through it when you're newly broken up versus where Sophie is now, a very tried and tested and long-term divorcee. How many years has it been now? Gosh, I mean, I think it must be nearly four. Yes, because I do remember you telling the children was the last season of Ladies of London when you came to my room. Do you remember? Was that four years ago? Well, I guess it must have been. I mean, you're asking me. I don't have any memories. I think it's four, Sophie. Oh my God, it's four. I've been here for four years, haven't I? Yeah, so it's four years ago. Yeah, well, thankfully, obviously a lot happens in that four years. First and foremost is separating from your husband and how you're doing that and how you're managing the kids' expectations and their relationship with both of you, really. And that's the first hurdle to get through. As you know, it wasn't plain sailing for me. Um, It was tricky. Even though it had been a long time coming, it was still a shock. My biggest fear was how the children were going to feel, as I'm sure all parents feel. You know, it's just the worst thing you can possibly tell your children, especially when they're 
or any age, you just feel like you've completely disappointed them and let them down and failed as a parent. And those are all the things I felt. And I was pretty broken by it. I just didn't want to tell them. I didn't want it to be the reality. And I really didn't know how we were going to deal with it all. But four years later, I can tell you that we're really happy and everything's going well. But in that moment, I sought outside help. You know, I think it was the best thing I could have done for myself and for the children. I went to go and see a children child psychologist and I explained to her her whole life story over many tissues from the tissue box and tears. And I said to her, you know, I'd like to bring my children to see you because I want you to help me tell them what's going on. And she said, absolutely not. She said, you know, it's you. You've got to toughen up. You're the one who's got to deal with this and you've got to allow all their feelings to come into this conversation. You can't sugarcoat it. Of course, you'll protect them, but you know, you've got to be truthful and you've got to tell them what's happening and how it's happening and when it's happening and have a plan in place because children need stability. And when you're destroying your family, which we were doing, we had to also make them realize that we were still very much always going to be their mommy and daddy. That was never going to change. And we were also going to have a relationship, a different relationship, but a relationship. And, you know, she gave me some really helpful tips and hints and advice of of how to go through with it. And, you know, we basically, you know, once we'd finished arguing about our current situation away from the children, the children didn't enter into any discussion between me and Alex. And I think that's really important. The beginning, you had a lot of anger and and resentment and a lot of like there was so many ups and downs like one minute I thought you'd made progress and the next minute they were just you know things would trigger both of you for different reasons and as you said I think yesterday you have a great relationship as long as you don't need anything from each other and keeping the expectation out of it exactly I think the main thing is to try and not be disappointed you know never have expectations you live in your life they live in their life and You've got to set the barriers and set the plans in place and with a bit of obviously flexibility. But, you know, as long as you both stick to your end of the deal, you just can't set yourself or the children up for any disappointment. So you've got to stick to your plans. You've got to give them notice. I remember that first so that first conversation when we sat down and actually told the children. We said, mommy and daddy still love you very, very much. We will always love you. That is never going to change. We will always be your mommy and daddy but we'll be your mummy and daddy in two different homes. There'll be two sets of toys. You know, you have to find ways to make them feel like there is joy in it somewhere. And there'll be regular visits to daddy's house. And we got out a diary and we showed them and we said, this diary will be in the kitchen. And the highlighted bits of the diary are when you're with daddy. And this color highlight will be when you're with mummy. So they could see and they could tick off the days as we were going through. And they really, really needed that to begin with, you know, and I think that's, that's the thing is when you're uncoupling, you've got to provide stability for them, set your differences aside and put the children absolutely first and foremost, because they're the ones that are going to suffer. Of course, you're going to suffer, but you know, they, they are the ones that you've brought into this world. They're the ones you need to protect and they're the ones that should come first. So you have to put your differences aside with your ex-husband 
and make a plan. I think by the time we've all got to that stage or whoever's making the choice, you're normally quite comfortable with it. You've already gone through all the major ups and downs yourself. I mean, obviously when you're in it, it's like that roller coaster again, but you're pretty sure and ready because you don't get to that. It was more for me, I didn't know where we were going to live. You know, unfortunately, Alex's business had gone under. It was very much a question of suddenly everything was happening at once. I had to go back to work. I'd been a stay-at-home mum with a hobby. I had to turn my hobby into a business overnight. I had to suddenly pay my rent. And all these things were so frightening for me. And I just didn't know how I was going to do it. Of course, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Because when you're put in that situation, you go for it. You know, you've got no choice but to be successful and to provide stability and a roof over your heads for for the children. I thank him for it now. You know, he made me back into the person I'd lost um, when I was married. And, I, and I'm really grateful to him for that. I'm also much more understanding of where he is in his world, you know, because I'm not needing anything from him. So we can actually cohabit separately, understanding each other more and having more respect for one another. He's immensely proud of where I've got to. And I'm proud of him for keeping his end of the bargain and doing what he's doing. So I think really the main thing is you have to be completely open and honest with each other at the end. You know, if there's someone else in the scene, just deal with it because it's going to come up at some point. And, you know, have that conversation without the children there and and really make a plan of how you're going to deal with life moving forward. Because you've both got to accept it at the end of the day. Once you've made that decision, it's happening. You've just got to plan plan, plan and, and, you know, figure out how you're going to manage the children and their expectations. So we, you know, what we did was we planned out our weekends with each other and then we planned one holiday together, whether that was going to the countryside or abroad, but one holiday, particularly Christmas, we vowed always to keep everybody together. Now that might change if we ever get married again and the other half doesn't want it. So far, we've done every Christmas together and we've taken at least one holiday together and the boys have loved it. You know, now we're in a great place. You know, we get on well. There's always going to be ups and downs. But, you know, as you said, as long as we don't want anything or need anything from each other and we stick to the, you know, the little schedule that we've put together for the children, then it's plain sailing. Well, I think, you know, the the interesting thing is we were in different positions and I think it's a good one because, you know, obviously I was already working a lot Mm -hmm. and was in a more stable financial position than you were at the time Mm -hmm. and with with business over here. And, you know, so a lot of people, obviously, I'm interested because a lot of people think, well, it's so easy for you to leave. And some people don't get the guts to do it because they were in your position, you know, that was like, what what am I going to do? I split everything. And, you know, you, they get scared and then it's like, okay, it's easy. It's comfortable. It's like, okay, I'll, I'll make it work. And they turn a blind eye to life and they just push through to make it work for the kids. But in the end, you know, no matter what, either somehow money flows, it comes, everything comes. If you have a positive attitude, positive outlook on life, you know, look at as exactly that you, you didn't think you could pay 
with even with Alex, you know, school fees, house, food, uh, nanny, you know, like not nanny, but you have, I think you have an au pair, don't you? Which is an actual really clever, cheaper way of doing it. All of these things. And at one stage you discussed moving back in together when you were friends, you know, to share one house. We poo-pooed that pretty quickly. <laughs> I mean, I think the thing is, you know, once you've made that step, it's very hard to go back. And I don't think cohabiting is healthy. You know, Alex and I have a healthy relationship because our marriage failed. And when lockdown happened, Alex actually moved in here for a little bit. And it was like going back into my marriage again. It was very claustrophobic. We both got on each other's nerves. I was sticking to all the rules and he was going off and doing... I just felt resentful again, you know? And I could feel my resentment brimming up. And I said to him, there's a reason we're not married let's not ruin it because we've got to such a good place. And he totally agreed and went and stayed somewhere else. But it's really knowing your boundaries and knowing, you know, where you can comfortably live in a good place with each other separately. Because if you cross different lines, it gets complicated. Well, that's where I started as well. I think when I, you know, because I felt so guilty at the beginning, I felt like I was the cause of the children being upset, Jem being upset, you know, and so I wanted to make it all all right. So I was like, okay, you know, I was living downstairs. He was living upstairs. The kids were like, why can't you just continue like this? Then I was, I seriously thought about it. It's like, well, you know, the house is big enough. We both travel. Why can't I live like this? I don't mind. I like quite like his company. We watch, you know, TV and do all this kind of stuff. I, maybe I could like live like this for the rest of my life. Clearly that can't work. Then also, you know, I, I went through the next part of like, you know, obviously watching him, the one person leave the house is awful because you feel like you've just ripped their entire world apart, the one that they've like built, built, you know? And so packing up and I felt so bad about that. So I was thinking, you know, missing the noise because I thought about myself. I was like, God, you know, waking up without the kids, going to lunch and doing all these things. And one person lives on their own. And I, even down to like the dogs, I was like, well, maybe I should give him Buster so that Buster's in the flat, you know? And it's least a noise and a something, it's not totally alone. Anyway, so I was like, oh, you can have breakfast here and lunch here and dinner here. And, you know, so I started that way. And then of course, you know, when actually the reality of that doesn't work at all because it's not one thing or the other. Basically, he just walked through the door all the time. I don't get any any privacy. So what if, you know, you've got friends over, you're going to have a date, you know, and then the, the, the person just walks in, it's just impossible. And then, you know, the kids don't really feel a separation. So it's just that dad lives across the road and actually he gets the better deal because he gets total freedom, complete privacy, and I get all the responsibility, no privacy. Valid point. That's how I was feeling beginning of the year, because I was thinking to myself, you know, I, I have built up my business and I'm really happy with where I've got to in my life. And it's taken blood and guts to do it. And at the same time, as I'm really happy I've done that, my whole life is work and children. I do not have a minute. You know, I, the children live with me, you know, primarily, and they go and stay with Alex every other weekend. Every other weekend that he has them, I am exhausted. I've got no inclination to go out and meet a new person. And I'm too tired to have a new person in my life. I, you know, people ask me out for dinner and I think I'm too tired. I just don't have the energy because I never get a break, you know? And I think that's really key in this, in this conversation is, 
it's important to have that stability for the children. But I honestly don't think, I don't know when I'm going to have the time to meet somebody. Co-parenting has to be co-parenting. It started off, so Gemini started that way. Then I said, you know what, what was the point of getting divorced and separated to make a better life? I'm making a worse life for myself. And actually the apartment he moved into is the one I wanted, you know, for me. And then all of these things. And so I was like, okay, I'm ending up with the worst deal. What everyone thinks looks like the gilded cage, you know, you know, all the staff. Well, who runs those staff? I've got three children going on three different play dates. Just the play dates alone take the headspace every single day. And they've, you know, especially with the pandemic, keeping children occupied. And I mean, I have help. I don't know how someone does, I, like I look at you, I'm tired before I've seen your morning breakfast. I remember Jen would say, well, you know, I've checked their iPads. They've done this amount of hours. And I'm like, okay, even if I play a game with them, it's an hour gone. Now what? I've got 12 more. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like, you know, you do something and he's over there. So it's like, it's so hard. Things like they were doing three days with him and four days with us. Oh no, five days, five days with us and two with us. Some, two with him to start doing that because every other weekend is just not enough it's not enough well so first of all I started off two days with him and then the rest with me because during the pandemic his pool was closed so I felt like that so then I thought that then they can all pop over to mine with him and again that didn't work because I I just needed time we were freshly separated I can't have him walking in and out of my house with no minutes warning and just lying by the pool and what's the point you know we don't get any separation it wasn't a divorce then we changed it to 3 days and now you know after this I think we're going to try and do a week on week off um or 5 days just takes one of my girls they go to school and the same thing happens sophie it's impossible i do have a boyfriend as you know my boyfriend is incredible and has been amazing with the children. Like, I mean, actually it was so sweet. Aaron last night just said, oh, is Sergio coming back? Because he's gone to go to Spain to visit his family. Poor guy. You know, he got locked down here. He's been six months. I think I spent longer with Sergio in the last six months than I have in 18 years in a house. I haven't left once and that we haven't killed each other yet. But he left to go and see his family because then we're off on holiday again. So he, And I was like, okay, let's see how the kids adjust to this, right? So anyway, Aaron goes, is Sergio coming back? And I said, yeah, he'll be back. Um, I said, why? Do you want him to? And he's like, yes, I do. And that's so nice, you know, so, so nice. I have been super lucky to have gone into a stable relationship. Again, I wouldn't have introduced if it was just going to, you know, I mean, Jem's obviously dating, and which he should, you know, he hasn't introduced the children to anyone. I am with one person person, be it however long this uh, lasts. But they said to Jem, because at the beginning we had that argument, which was, you know, I wouldn't introduce any girl to my children. And I said, well, first of all, the pandemic has sped up everything for anyone. Mm. And, you know, because it was in or out, you didn't have a choice. I didn't have the luxury of going out to dinner and going on a date or going to the cinema or doing anything. Yeah. Couldn't do anything. He had to come to the house. What, what were you going to do? You know, second of all, I have one person. If I was dating multiple men, of course they wouldn't be coming. I would just introduce them as friends. I just, I, I, or I wouldn't have. I haven't and I'm not. So it's just, it's just the way it's gone. And I think it's always harder. The boyfriend, girlfriend thing. You know, I mean, I, I've had a couple of small relationships so I've never told the kids because I didn't know where they were going and they didn't go anywhere. So I didn't feel it was necessary. And when I did have those relationships, I made Alex stick to his plans. But I also feel, Sophie, with you, like, although you haven't for those reasons, like when you do get a boyfriend, it might be a giant bloody shock. Yeah. Because they've never seen mummy with another man. 
I think because they've seen daddy with girlfriends. I always say to them, you know, we've had so much time during lockdown and we've had so many hilarious conversations that, you know, we've been cooking so much together in the kitchen. It's been like cooking therapy, as I told you before. But we've had these conversations, you know, when the children are acting out and, you know, really being difficult, which has happened many times over lockdown because they haven't been able to go anywhere. I've often said to them, you know, mummy is a person too and mummy has feelings. And one day mummy might meet somebody and then, you know, they might come into the house and certainly wouldn't, you know, want to be horrible to mummy in front of somebody. And then it makes them actually think that, gosh, mummy, you know, mummy's actually on her own. Well, daddy's got his girlfriend, he's doing his things, he's going on his holidays, you know, which is all fine. I'm happy for him because if he's happy, we're happy. They're definitely getting it on their radar now that at some point, I think I'm ready now to have a relationship. Whereas before, I haven't had the headspace for it. And I think lockdown has really given me the opportunity to reflect on what I've been doing in the last year. And it has been just work and it has been just children. So it's, you know, it's given me that time to reflect. And we've had those conversations. No sex for Sophie. No. You know, I've had flings with people. You know, but it's short-lived because, you know, then they get cross with me when I'm not ready to go and jump on an aeroplane to the Bahamas. And I say, no, actually, I've got children. Well, why can't your ex have the children? Well, because it's, you know, whatever, whatever. And they end up getting fed up. You do need to change that. Sergio reminds me when, you know, if I ever do stuff like that, he's like, well, they're going to grow up and they're going to be gone. And then what? I'm still going to be here. It's true. And I'm, I'm really bad at it. I, I do admit I'm really bad. I prioritize the children over absolutely everything. So if a man is asking to take me for dinner at the River Cafe and I don't have a babysitter and... That's very specific, Sophie. <laughs> I just say, you know what? I can't because I don't, you know, I don't have the help. And they think that's useless. I'm like, well, fine. Bye then. Well, it's true though. It's true. And it's like, the thing is, once you're out of it, it's very hard to get back into it because you have very little patience. You have little patience. Everything irritates you. And like sometimes, you know, like even on my, my new relationship, you know, obviously I did only think of it from my perspective at the beginning. I was like, you know, it, look, when when we travel and it's just the two of us, it's magic, right? Magic. I'm living like a teenager. I'm having the most amazing time. And then obviously he, he's moved here and then I've got the responsibilities and the children. He's here all the time. And also he's a bit of a responsibility because he moved here knowing no one, right? So he's, he's finding his feet and he's doing really well. But I never looked at it like that. I was like, oh, you know, just, just do something, right? Go, go do, do something. I need a minute, right? Because obviously, again, with the pandemic, you know, you've just got to do something, go do something. And then I'm like, well, hang on a minute. He doesn't know anyone. He's in an absolute country where he's finding his feet. And actually he's done really, really well. And, and then, you know, obviously one child adores him, two children adore him. So the boys get on really well with him. They did really, really well. Then, um, Jem said a few things in front of them, which sort of set them back. And, you know, I knew they were Jem's words because obviously I heard them. He shouldn't have said it. And I've, I've already had a go about. But it comes from pain. I mean, you know, we do blurt things out. Sticks too. It sticks, especially to young children. Zach specifically sees, you know, Sergio. He thinks if Sergio was not here, I would be spending every night in bed with Zach, that he could sleep in my room and that I would have, you know, to be honest, he's not even that bothered about the separation. He just wants 
me totally to himself now. It's like Zach has gone mummy mad. Yeah. Um, I, it was so funny. I tested it the other day. I have a portrait of myself down, you know, that somebody done for me and I'd unpacked it and I went, he had a couple of friends in his bedroom. So I, I went upstairs and I was like, oh, look, I got you this for your room. Obviously not. And he goes, he goes, but it's you mummy. And I went, I know. So you can look at me when you wake up. He goes, oh, okay then put it there. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I mean, it's just so funny. And then I was like, bless him. And he hasn't figured out because when he sees, you know, if Sergio stays over, he doesn't understand the difference. And obviously I, I haven't talked to them about the birds and the bees at 10. I've had that conversation. My boys wanted to know everything. And I haven't got there yet. While well, they haven't asked, I'll let your boys tell them. Anyway, so, you know, obviously they were like, well, Sergio sleeps in your bed. Why can't we? And if Sergio's there, you know, and things like this. So I haven't explained grown up adult relationships yet. Zach's the only one. He's, I've actually got him a therapist now. Um, I had one therapist who was great for me, but I think just so wrong for, for Zach because he's, she goes, it comes from the womb and having to share. You don't like to share anything because you've got a twin brother. And so Zach came running out of therapy, goes, yep, hey, my brother took everything. <laughs> it's all Aaron's fault. It's not you, mummy. It's Aaron's oh fault. My God. It's hilarious. He came home and goes yeah, straight away and he goes, Aaron, it's all your fault. It was just too funny. So I've actually got a, a child behavior therapist. I think that might be better than a regression one. <laughs> I'm all for therapy. You know, I think there are certain things that we feel so uncomfortable talking about our children with, or they feel uncomfortable telling us. So I think, you know, if you can find a really lovely extra pair of ears to just sit down and have a chat and give some advice, I think it's brilliant. Yeah, Zach's going, I've, I've had two. His therapist has told him, I told him I'm I'm a narcissist, and I'm like, well, it's kind of nature the nature of my my job, isn't it? But I'm in I'm in on the joke if that helps. But I think it's so great that you found somebody that you're really happy with that makes your life better, that makes you happy, that's lovely with the boys, that's understanding. It's very very rare. He's so malleable too. Like he genuinely wants to go on holiday with them. You know, he doesn't see them as a burden. He's like, I mean. Even even when Zach is being his worst to him, he still has energy for him. Like yet last night, Zach and I were having an argument about something he wanted to do. So Zach called Sergio to ask. I mean, it's, you know, it's hilarious. And things like boy things that I don't want to do. Like, I, you know, we, we're planning a family, like a holiday with the boys. And he's like, oh, well, I can do all that. You know, they're going to some those dreadful rides that I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm just not going on. And Sergio's like, I'll do it with them. And like, he's a giant kid too. So it's amazing. It's so sweet. He has all the energy in the world to do stuff with them. And so, you know, when you're looking for that next partner, the, you know, we all have in our mind, I suppose not in our mind, but like how you picture it and what it's going to be. And I think it's funny, funny enough, this house and the, the way it is I've been with Sergio was so much in my mind of like how I saw my life going. And I look back at my old life now and it seems very foreign. And it's, this seems so me. I mean, it's, you're still in the early days, but you've only just moved in. And I think, you know, I think you've, you're absolutely right that you've hit the nail on the head. When you feel really happy and secure in your home and you see the way your life is going and you feel good about it, everything you project outwards is positive. I was always trying to get out of my home. And I'm now, you know what I mean? Trying to find a home that we could manage. And finally, I've found my little nest and I'm... 
You're happy. Blossoming. I feel so secure and happy and contented. I cannot tell you. I feel like I've just grown into my own shoes. Me too. And that's why I do feel like you need to take that time for you. Have a word with your brother. Not having a word with my brother. I think, you know, you need to have a word with my brother. I did sit him down when he was here, living here and going off to meet his girlfriend and doing lots of stuff. And I said to him, you know, Alex, I don't want to be that nag that I was when we were married, but I watch you going off and doing this, that, and the other. And I am putting the boys to bed every night, reading the stories, you know, getting up, doing the breakfast every day, every day, every day, cleaning, cooking, working, and working full time. And I said, when do you ever think I'm going to get the opportunity to meet anyone myself? And he said, yeah, you're probably right. And he said, why don't you take the day off? And I know it's only a small gesture, but that Saturday, he took the boys out all day and I literally watched Netflix in bed and I I had the best time just just doing nothing but what about if like even if it's so set up and he's not in that position to where's he living now I don't even know he hasn't got a permanent home at the moment he doesn't want to take anything until after you know all the lockdown is lifted and everyone's back to work in September so he's in limbo he could even move into the house then and go out not move in, but sleep over while he takes care of them. From September, when he's got his new place set up, we will have every weekend, he will have the boys. And there's no question. Just give me that weekend. Otherwise, I'm never going to, you know, his point with that was that if I, he had them every weekend, then he would never get the weekend off if he was working all week. So it's quite tricky for us. Or they have to go in the week, some days in the week. He just drops them at school. That's not a bad thing. You know, uh, do you still have an au pair? We're having our new au pair arrive on the 1st of August, which I'm so So she goes with them. So, you know, if they build up that lovely relationship like our past au pairs have done, then obviously they can do all sorts of things with her, you know, go from school to his house and she can cook them supper and put them to bed and they'll be all happy. You do have to, unfortunately, no matter how uncomfortable, he has to do it. And so do you, because you can't live with all your time taken because again, you know, look how, and by the way, it will change. Once you find somebody who is settled, and as I said, I think because of Sergio's age, he was so up for, you know, If I think about other guys asking me out at my age, I'm going to end up with another three kids, which I just can't do, nor do I want. You know, someone else's ex-wife, more baggage, which I can't do unless, you know, I, I mean, I can't really see. I'm also, I've got my home, I've got everything else. So I'm just looking for someone to have, you know, fun with and just have a lovely time and just uncomplicated and, you know, and we've survived all of this. So I think, you know, going through this, it's only made us stronger. We now got the puppy. We've got the beautiful home. We're super happy. He's not going anywhere. And I think if you understand now what you're looking for and or what you can, you know, what you what you want this way. You've got your home, you've had your kids, you've been married. Nobody's in a giant rush for anything, which makes us really attractive to men. I mean, I have to say everything in my life is exactly how I'd hoped it would be at this point. The only thing I don't have is a partner. Am I worried about it? No. Do I think it would make my life more fun? Probably. But it's not something that's getting me down. You know, it's not something I'm desperately needing or or trying to fill. 
I've got so many wonderful friends. I've, I've got so many wonderful male friends and I feel so comfortable hanging out with them and going for nice dinners and not really owing them anything, you know? So it's, it's got, it's my mindset as well. I've just got to get over the fact that my kids are going to be fun. So when you owe someone, you have, if you, they take you for dinner, you have to have sex, is it? No, not for dinner, but you know, if you have to like, you know, fit their mold and do that, they're asking of you. And I, I just built up such a, great you know life for myself I just don't want to adapt too much but I've got to and eventually I will and when I meet the right person I'll be more than happy to do all of those things I just haven't met him but it's also not that pressure it's like what I say to Sergio you know like why do we need to look so far when I'm 80 it's it's not with him you know uh, maybe I'm living with you somewhere we're all fine well I'm going to come back for you for your non-sex sex life absolutely great chatting and I think we should do part two Sophie and her toys (laughs) great that'll be a quick one (laughs) yeah that'll be very quick (laughs) okay you can go Sophie I let you off and we'll do um, round two which could be you know how how to manage you know life going forward with boyfriends absolutely well this we're just getting started it's been really really interesting and I think you know I'll do a bit more because Sophie's a talker about how I've managed it on the next one too because as I said I've gone slightly different to you but it's you know interesting to see our our differences it is and it's really interesting for people to just get that inside scoop and how to handle that initial uncoupling okay thank you Sophie for joining me big kiss can't wait to see you in a couple of weeks bye darling Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind the scene action. 